ravage love. Merry Crisis! It's episode 34. Merry Chrysler! (laughs) Happy Christmas! (laughs) I don't care how old that thing is. It will always be funny to me. And I saw some like snarky post that someone made about like, oh my god, that's so 2015. I'm like, bring it back every year. (laughs) Like every meme. Oh. Yeah, I signed every single Christmas card with Merry Crisis this year, and I regret nothing. That's how my boss texted me on Christmas with like a picture of a Yeti on a unicorn, and she was like, Merry Crisis! I was like, thank you so much. Also, because you work in like victim support, it's and I work in like trauma, it really is Merry Crisis, because mm-hmm. everyone is going through it over the holidays, just like... It brings up so many big feelings that every support line in the country is like ringing off the hook. So, Merry Crisis I mean, is layered. Layered. It really is. <laughs> um, you know what else is layered? An onion. Shrek. But I digress. <laughs> um, no, I think we've been going through it since 2018. I recently um, watched a 13 year old explain um, parallel dimension theory. <laughs> what? And okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So in 2018, CERN turned on the Hadron Collider, which is a particle accelerator. And there is a school of thought that that actually ended the world as we know it. And it propelled us into the next closest parallel dimension. And that's why everything's been so fucked up since 2018. And that's why we have more uh, Mandela effects popping up here and there. And I am obsessed with this and that is my way of saying that going into 2023 i'm gonna go hard on the uh parallel dimension theory just b- hold on your butts um so you got it manel effect send it to me i want to know i'm here for it so as a lay person who has dyscalculia and therefore is intimidated by all math and science do you mean that like an interstellar situation like over parallel times parallel universes like a multiverse? Yeah. Like, is it a Spider-Man pointing at a Spider-Man situation? <laughs> no. No. So imagine, like, a, a lined sheet of paper. Yep. And every line is a universe, like a dimension. Yeah. Okay. And they're, they go on for infinity, and there are an infinite amount of parallel universes. Okay. Okay. And so because when they turned on the particle accelerator... They like actually ended the world um, as we knew it, which propelled us into the next dimension. And that's like next, the one closest to us. And that's why everything has been so like crazy. Chaotic. Yeah. Since 2018, like probably before, but like not as like the amount of stuff that has gone on since 2018. Um, I mean, people truly, in all honesty, people will look back at, North America, no, the Western, the whole fucking planet from like 2016, like Trump got elected and it just like set off a chain of fascist leaders around the world. And then, yeah, 2018 happened. And then like the wildfires in Australia happened, the wildfires in California, like just like it's you're it's just been absolute onslaughts of garbage. And so I do want to believe that it's actually because we are living in a multiverse of some sort parallel universe i believe it um what's your favorite mandela effect 
I don't even. I literally only know mandalas is a thing that you draw in your mindfulness coloring book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Or a man who became the president of South Africa. (laughs) So the Mandela effect is is how we, as a collective conscious, remember things, but like major things, but they're actually not what we as a collective consciousness remember. So a lot of people believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s during apartheid. Okay. But but he not dead. So that's where the name comes from, is that like tons of people believe that. But now there's more and more and more Mandela effects. So like, um, okay, so Snow White. Did you ever watch this, like the Disney Snow yeah, White yeah. movie? Okay, so- is it mirror, mirror on the wall or magic mirror on the wall? I thought it was mirror, mirror. It's not, Julie. It's magic mirror on the wall, but everyone remembers it as mirror, mirror on the wall. Whoa. Yeah. Another example. Is it Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears? Oh, that one I don't know. I know that it's people say two different things, but I, I've never figured it out. Yeah, I remember it as Berenstein Bears. And in fact, I read those books like every night as a kid. And it was always Berenstein Bears, like E-I-N. Yeah. Right? Even though they were super Christian and not Jewish. But now now it's Berenstein Bears. See, listeners, you thought you were going to just get a little dose of humor oh, about romance. Episode. But no, we're, we're going deep into existential angst over here at Rubbish Love. Honestly, very on the nose for our last episode of 2022 because... I think so. Everything think is so. chaos and mayhem. I... Yeah. yeah. This And actually, you know what? I think we're continuing the chaos here because <laughs> I've been on a streak of reading... I'm just generally kind of the vibe of our whole podcast has been you reading real zany real spicy, real off-the-wall shit, and then me doing some middle-of-the-road rom-coms, kind of traditional stuff. And this week, I picked something real fucked up, Renee. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Hope you're proud All of right. me. So yeah, I'm continuing. I'm really proud of you. Would that be an example of me fucking with the universe? We don't know. No. We don't know. I don't think so, but I mean, I think, uh, I think you're a brave person, <laughs> and uh, this is demonstrative of your courage Julie. thank you renee now can i say something controversial yet brave of course i i don't know yet what i prefer i still don't know if i prefer middle of the road um or zany off the wall i think my concern with the off the wall is that it's really a crapshoot like sometimes you'll find a very funny gem or it's very spicy and other times it's just nonsensical word salad situation. (laughs) Um, So it gives me anxiety, I guess, versus like the more traditional ones. I know what I'm coming in for. It's more comforting hug. This is like, is this a jump scare where someone's going to jump out at me? Um, I don't know, but I picked something this week um, that I haven't yet figured out if it's supposed to be funny and like tongue in cheek or it's genuinely supposed to be sexy. I'm sure you are. You've been on that struggle many times as well here on the podcast. Sure have. Um, the cover is surprisingly, it's giving me comedy vibes, but can I tell you about the little, little short story I read today? Please do. Can I share this with you? Um, it's called North Pole Nights 2 Hot for Santa. <laughs> 
Okay. Could not find North Pole Nights 1, but this is 2, <laughs> and the subtitle is Explicit Christmas Erotica Short Story by oh. Cherry Red. Uh, it came out in 2013. It is a crisp, quick clip of 3,000 words, so very short. Um, and I mean, I'll just launch right into it because I mean, we're not talking, there's not a lot of meat on the bone, if you know what I'm saying. So Santa Jr. is looking for a new assistant because his former one got knocked up by an elf. Uh, And then she went back to the rest of the world, but then she delivered a baby that looked shockingly like an elf. And so her and the baby had to be sent back to the North Pole because humans would have just figured out what was going on. So Santa Jr. is like kind of laughing at the drama, but is like, I need a personal assistance. I I got a busy job. But of course, he can't advertise, hi, I'm Santa Claus Jr. looking for a personal assistant. And so they had to use sort of vague language around um, the SC Toy Company president is looking for a personal assistant. And he goes through the applications and is trying to sort of figure it out. And he opens one and the envelope has like, a lipstick kiss on it and he's like oh I like it and he's like you know what I think I'm just gonna hire the hottest person I can find because fuck it I can do what I want sure enough opens up the resume this woman included a bikini photo of herself wearing one of those delightfully trashy Santa Claus bikinis nice with the you know the hat and the little fur trim and her name is Chrissy Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chrissy with a K. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Oh. Chrissy Holiday. And she's a smoke show. She's got long, curly, blonde hair and blue eyes and curves. And he's like, oh, I'm calling Chrissy Holiday. So he calls her up and says, hey, I'd like to offer you this job. And she's like, I didn't even get an interview. To which he responds, so I saw your picture. And she's like, oh, and he's like, okay. <laughs> It's remote location. It's busy work, especially around the holidays. You'll be sort of taken from the rest of your world. And she's like, oh, wow. Remote location. Helping with toys. Removed from the rest of the world. Interesting. This might be scratching an itch I have. So she's like, I'll take it. So she gets flown to the North Pole where she gets off the plane and an elf greets her. And opens with, so you want to fuck Santa? And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, elves can read minds. And she's like, so you know about my Santa kink? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, I'm not really into elves. And he was like, "Mm, you don't know what you're missing because I am packing heat. So like the image of a (laughs) well-hung elf will haunt me for the rest of my days. So, um... She's outed as wanting to fuck Santa. She's got a Santa kink. She goes and meets Santa Claus Jr. And he says, yeah, my dad's kind of out of the picture uh, in terms of like, you won't really be working with him. You'll be working with me. Um, But he says all this to her. (laughs) Half naked, lying on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) Very Burt Reynolds. So she like walks into the room and he's just like, oh, hi there. <laughs> and then she's wearing a trench coat and then she like opens up her trench coat and she's just wearing a lingerie and she's wearing the slutty Santa lingerie and then she's like fuck 
me, Santa. And then they bang a bunch of different witch ways. There's all these like, she sucked on his dick like a candy cane. And then ends with him saying, do you want to be with me forever and ever? Like just absolutely you hauls it and proposes to her. And she's like, I never want to go back to the real world. The end. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was North Pole Nights 2 Electric Boogaloo Hot for Santa by Cherry Red. Um, I'm going to give it five out of five candy canes. Like I couldn't quite put my finger on whether or not it was supposed to be funny but like it was a real graphic for you know a 20 page short story so in terms of spice if you want spice you'll get it um and in terms of accoutrement i mean it kind of writes itself it's obviously gonna be the trashy santa claus lingerie that's i mean the only accoutrement that really makes sense with this particular story uh overall i laughed a few times I did not find it arousing, but you know, if you can look past, I think I'm just real old school and I'm like, I gotta believe they have a connection or you have to cut out any story. Like I either want like gonzo porn where it's just like (laughs) go to the trace or I want like pride and prejudice. Like I just want it to be like they were touching fingertips and longing for each other or just cut the shit and bang it out. Um, so I did not find it arousing, but it was very graphic. So if that's your jam, then I would recommend North Pole Nights Hot for Santa. Nice. Yeah. A solid, a solid read for the end of the year. A good laugh to finish the year. Yeah. I love it when they're funny. Like, I love it when they're not taking themselves too seriously. And it's just like, real quick and dirty. A big fan. fan Yeah. I'm going to read part of the like the spicy scene just because you're like okay okay and then they just throw in some words and you're like okay yeah no i've been pulled out of it (laughs) (laughs) so what was your last read of 2022 renee well okay mine was weird like even for me it was kind of weird i'm not i'm not sure Uh, i didn't read what it was about before I got it. I picked it based on the cover. Oh. Um, I got it on Kindle Unlimited, obviously. Um, that's where the gems are. <laughs> Mine is called Mr. Jingle. Oh. And the cover has a very dehydrated buff man his veins <laughs> popping out, wearing what looks like a luchador mask. So in my mind, I was like, Nacho! Like, yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I want this luchador read. <laughs> and he's also looks like he's wearing sweatpants i was like i need to borrow some sweats but (laughs) nay nay it was not about a luchador um it is a christmas monster romance i was like a monster luchador okay sign me up uh it was written by layla fay she's written quite a few little monster nuggets um and i'm not gonna go into it further than that because there's a few that i really want to read for other episodes next year so let's just get into it (laughs) um kelly is an artist i want to say like she's a free spirit um and she draws comics she does all kinds of different art whatever like makes her heart happy she does it she loves christmas so much but this year, um, and Julie, you can relate. She has been targeted by incels online. Oh, and shit. That's a good Yeah, turn. she's been 
targeted by incels online and um, is constantly being harassed and threatened anytime she leaves the house. So even though it's the Christmas season, it should be joyous and, and it's her time to really be herself. She can't even leave her house because she's getting rape threats and death threats and all these things and she's fearful. Now, there is a presence in her home. Kelly owns what she believes is a haunted mirror. And when it cuts to the perspective of the haunted mirror, we have a nameless so-and-so who has been trapped in this mirror for three millennia. And they have no corporeal form, but they are in love with Kelly. They've been observing Kelly um, through the mirror and are in love with her. And so they're using every ounce of power that they have to build a body so that they can escape and be with Kelly. They know what's going on in Kelly's life and they're furious, but they were trapped in this mirror by like a witch or something 3000 years ago, because as we find out, this nameless so-and-so is actually an eldritch terror, not a luchador. Um, he's an eldritch terror that has been trapped in this mirror for devouring worlds, planets to be specific. And to keep him from devouring the planet earth, he was trapped in this mirror. Um, but all that ends today because he wants to be with Kelly. Now, he was trapped in this mirror long before Kelly ever had it. And she uh, found this mirror in a old, like a, like an antique shop. And he, from the other side of the mirror, kind of made it move. So she's like, it's haunted. I love it. I need to have it. Exactly what I would do, frankly. Um, and so she couldn't afford it right away, but she kept coming back in the store. And um, eventually she buys it. It's delivered to her home. She loves it. So one day... Um, the day he decides to escape his mirror prison, he just has his heart left to build. He does it and he bursts out of the mirror while Kelly is asleep. Kelly, who has been stalked and harassed for months, um, wakes up to the sound of a shattering mirror or window or glass in her home. And she's like, oh no. So she comes out, she finds this naked guy on the floor and she's like, oh no, there's a, a man in my house. He's probably here to kill me. Come get on these threats and stuff. Um, and so she goes to confront him and he's like, she's like, what's going on? But he's wearing like a mask. Like he just has like a mask on. And she's like, this weird. And then um, he's like lying in all this glass. And she's like, you have to get out of the glass, man. And he like gets blood everywhere because he's stepping in the glass. Um, but then these red tentacles come out from behind him and clean up all the mess. And she's like, oh, weird. And to him, they're like his mind arms. <laughs> so we have an eldritch terror with no face, a hot bod, a huge dick, and tentacles. That's all you need to know. Okay. So Kelly runs screaming from her apartment. And he went to get in the shower, I guess, because he's like, getting blood and glass on himself so he comes out and he senses that she is afraid and he's like oh it's probably of me but then he's like no wait um something else it's like pure fear it's because when she ran out of the apartment she ran into one of the guys who's been like harassing her and sending her death threats and so he's like goody goody and he starts to drag her away 
he basically kidnaps her and he's gonna like rape her in a garage and record Jesus. it and so uh our guy is like okay well i'm gonna go save her and he's committed not to kill people because he knows kelly doesn't like murder fair so against his better nature he like chases this man down he like saves her and then he what he does is he like uses his tentacles to go into the guy's phone and find like evidence of like other crimes he's committed and then he sends a message to the cops and then ties this guy up um so the cops can arrest him so i'm like ah vengeance i love it that's great so they go back to her house and he's like okay look i gotta explain like what the fuck i am and then i know you like i love you but like i get that you're you're scared like just give give me a chance and so um he uses his tentacles to like make her see his history so she can understand that like he's not a gross stalker he was just in the mirror like it, it didn't mean to watch her but in the process he fell in love with her no 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 um and like is completely honest with her like he's a devourer of worlds and like he you know um he was in prison there but like he has to do better blah 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 so she's like okay and then uh inadvertently he makes her come with like his tentacles by touching her because there's like this feedback loop thing where it's like if if like she feels good he feels it and vice versa anyway so she's like it's really really pissed she's like how could you do that to me without my consent and he's like i'm sorry i didn't mean to and so then she's like well what's your name anyway his name is Mr. Jingle because <laughs> his name is Mr. Jingle because uh, anytime she came into the antique store, the bell on the door would ring. And so he named himself Mr. Jingle because that was when he was happiest, when he could feel happiness. So he named himself that. But here's the thing is that he, f- he based his body off of one of her comic book drawings. And the comic book character was named Egad. So she's calling him Egad. He's like, no, Egad, Mr. Jingle. And she's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then because she drew this, like, comic book character as, like, a fantasy, um, he he has, like, this weird comic book dick that's, like, humongous with, like, feelers and shit all over. She's like, that's Egad's penis. He's like, not Egad, Mr. Jingle. And she's like, okay. So she's like, She's really mad at him because he made her come without her permission. But then he's like, well, I can make you feel better. Like, why don't you just let me make you feel better? And she's like, yeah, okay. And then begins their fucking. They just fuck all the time. Um, But here's the thing. He has no face, Julie. No face. So he will not kiss her and he will not penetrate her without his face. Because he wants to kiss her when he does it. Right. And then the other thing, too, is that um, turns out he... His semen has no flavor because you would have to taste something to be able to replicate it, I guess. Mm. And he's like, that will come in time. So he's not fully formed. So they just kind of continue to get to know each other. And then he takes it upon himself to, like, get revenge against all, every single man on the internet that has, like, threatened her or hurt her or whatever by basically putting every single one of them into a nightmare state where every bad thing they've ever said or done to anyone else is what they're experiencing towards themselves in their nightmare. And I'm like, that's excellent. I was like, that's excellent vengeance. But Kelly is like, 
he just because they're bad, like you can't do bad things back to them. But then when he explains that it's like all just stuff that they did, she's like, yeah, no, I can fuck with that. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> um, And so eventually he's like, I need a face, but I need you to draw the face and then I'll replicate it. And so she's like, okay. So she draws his face. Um, and then finally he is whole. So what do they do, Julie? They, they turn him into Chris- John Travolta. <laughs> they actually, that's not a bad description of what she drew. It's not bad, actually. Pretty close, actually. Um, but they go to a Christmas market. Um, and Mr. Jingle fucking hates everything about it. But he loves Kelly and he knows that this is an important time of year for her. Um, and so he they go to this Christmas market, they're like hanging up tinsel and shit. Um, and they have like eggnog and gingerbread and he's like perfect this is great so they go back and he's like okay listen he's like um i need you to suck my dick and she's like okay sure and what did he do but make his cum taste like eggnog oh no she loves it yum 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 she's like this is the best i love you so much this is so great and they live happily ever after epilogue there's a knock on the door one day at the door this young woman named Daisy and a giant man. Giant man is very unsettling and creepy and he comes inside and he and Mr. Jingle start like hissing at each other. And then um, she's like, the fuck is what is this? And so it turns out that Daisy is the human wife of Satan. Satan had one of his emissaries in prison Mr. Jingle in the mirror, and he's just stopped in to make sure that Mr. Jingle has no intention of devouring Earth now that he has been freed from his mirror prison. And so, as a means to, um, I guess, solidify uh, their uh, uh, amicableness between one another, they they decide to seal it over some Christmas treats. Satan produces a tray of cookies. Mr. Jingle produces a mug of eggnog. We learn that Satan comes cookies and the eggnog is obviously Mr. Jingle's come and they each partake in the others to seal the deal and get on with their lives. That that was my story. Wow. Okay. Now bonus points for revenge. You know, I love revenge, Julie. Revenge gets like an automatic like bump up in any story that I read. Absolutely, I mean, revenge fuels almost all of our actions in our personal lives and professional. Literally, nothing I do is not without revenge attached to it. (laughs) Somehow, it's like I'm doing the dishes. It's revenge. Like, um, disappointed. It was not about a luchador. I mean, fair. Had tentacles. Had tentacles. I was all right with that. Um, it was consensual. Mr. Jingle has the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. His name should be something eldritch, scary, like, like, that's what I wanted his name to be. But maybe like, there's no mortal sounds for that. I don't know. Um, the man cleans. Uh, the man doesn't need to cook because his eggnog jism is actually also like, I don't know, like a healing agent. So like they can just guzzle cum all the time and they'll stay alive and youthful forever, which I was like, that's actually great. Like that's fantastic. Um, I mean, Oh, also 
huge point I forgot to mention. So his penis was so huge and like <laughs> obscene and abnormal that it wasn't going to get inside of her. So he used his eldritch powers to rearrange her internal organs to Jesus. Fit, like to fit the penis inside of her. And she was really happy about it. Um, I was happy for her. She like, just Christ. really wanted to get it in. So, um, what are you going to read us? That's a really great question, Julie. Um, I'm just going to read the part where um, he changes his his cum into eggnog. Oh, my God. Again, a reminder to our listeners, Renee hates sucking dick and semen. So this is a real, you really, wow, you're really sacrificing yourself for the bit. And I really respect that. <laughs> this is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> All right. I'm going to probably skip over a bunch of parts because we don't we don't need all of it. Here for it. All right. Here for it. Ready. Okay. All right. <clears throat> it's late when we arrive back at the apartment, but I'm not tired. I slept for a few hours by Jingle's side, and it was the most restful sleep I've had in weeks. I'm full of energy, and my appetite is back, even though I've stuffed myself full with eggnog and gingerbread. I open the fridge and make a disappointed sound. Of course I haven't done any shopping for almost two weeks, and since I didn't feel like eating most of the time, it wasn't really a problem. It is now, though. My stomach gives a yearning twinge, but the fridge is practically empty. Jingle hovers behind my back and I turn to him, watching his tentacles speculatively. Could you create something to eat? He watches me and then his mouth stretches in a wide grin. It's uncanny, not quite touching the eyes, and I cock my head to the side. Did you mean to look creepy, or is it just how you smile? His grin widens, becoming truly eerie, and he chuckles. It's how I smile. I smile back, and we just stand there grinning at each other. Until I can't stand it anymore, I burst into giggles. All right, what made you smile like the Cheshire Cat, I ask? I can feed you. I don't understand what he means until he reaches for the zipper in his jeans. This has me giggling again because, come on, it's not like I've heard something like this for the first time. This line is so cor corny, I say, through my giggles, but yes, I might be interested in blowing you if you only phrase it differently. He stops his fly half done and watches me with hooded eyes. Be a good girl, suck my cock, and when I come in your mouth, swallow every drop with my cum. Can you do this, pet? <laughs> my jaw drops and I stare at him, my pussy fluttering with arousal. It's completely ridiculous how he made me go from giggling to a lady hard-on in a matter of seconds. Yes. He unzips himself his alien yet familiar cock springing free. I know it was inside me. He literally rearranged my vagina to make it fit, and still I can't help but stare at the uncanny shape of the hard ridges, the feelers searching the air for something to latch onto. I kneel in front of him and push out my tongue, touching the feelers with the tip. They connect to me with a punch, and I gasp when Jingle's arousal and hunger rolls through. Well then. His pre-cum tastes familiar. I tease him with my tongue, pressing my thighs together at the tingling pleasure, and suck some more, waiting for the taste to hit. More trickles out of him, and I let it sit on my tongue, trying to pin down the flavor. Then I finally recognize it. My eyes grow wide with understanding. I let his cock fall out of my mouth, the loss of contact making me shudder with cold, but I'm too excited to mind right now. You did it for me, I whisper in awe, looking up at his face. He trails his fingers through my hair and nods. 
your favorite taste. It's also a regeneration serum, a fountain of youth, if you will, a healing agent. And all the nutrients you currently need to thrive, it will adapt to your needs. I sit down on my heels, too stunned to continue blowing him right now. Are you telling me? Are you telling me your cock is some kind of freaky philosopher's stone? He shakes his head once more. I glance at his cock, purple and pulsing with need, the feelers coated in more creamy pre-cum. It can't change things into gold, though these can. And then he turns a toaster. Uh, okay, here we go. So that she sucks, she sucks his penis. <laughs> when I finally sit back panting, I'm so giddy and full, I can't stop laughing. It's not because it's funny, although maybe it is a bit, but I'm just so filled with delight, I can't help but express it. Jingle zips up and crouches by my side, his tentacle pressing into my back, bathing my skin in a red glow. You're all good now, he says with satisfaction. This only makes me laugh harder. You make pregnog, I wheeze out when he tilts his head to the side, watching me in confusion. Get it? Pregnog? He smiles and shakes his head, but that won't deter me. I'm in full grip of... <laughs> I'm in the grip of a full-on hysteria, and the way my entire body twinges, nerves firing off, and everything is alight with pleasure doesn't help me to stop. It's not. Won't make you pregnant, ever. One thing I'm entirely incapable of. I lie down on the floor, howling with laughter. You engineered fucking eggnog cum and had the audacity to remove its actual function. I'm sobbing with laughter, and something tells me this is not normal. Nothing is this funny, and yet I can't stop laughing. I just feel so absolutely glorious. And that's uh, Mr. Jingles, the eggnog cum, pregnog. Um. Every man has tried to argue that his semen is good for our health. Every man. This man is arguing it's some sort of fountain of youth. I don't buy it. I mean, I believe him. I believe him. You're a sucker. You're a goddamn sucker, Renee. I would believe anything out of the mouth of the world destroyer, Julie. I'm not stupid. You know what? You've got a survival's instinct. You've got a survival's survivalist's instincts. And you know what? That'll serve you well. That'll serve you well in life. Yeah, next next dimension jump. <laughs> It'll, when we're greeted with eldritch terrors, I'll just be like, bring it on, boys. Yum, 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 yum. And I'll live forever. You know what? Tell my story when you do, because I won't live through it. Um, do you want to hear about someone? <laughs> okay, come guzzler, whatever. <laughs> do you want to hear about someone working as Santa Claus Jr.'s personal assistant? Well, sure, dude, even if you don't want to, you're gonna. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so. Elvador, who is the elf that was back in... <laughs> <laughs> Elvador, the elf that was packing a big old fucking dick, <laughs> escorts her from the airport to the office and says, Yep. He's ready for you, Alvador said, and showed her into Santa Jr.'s office, then left, closing the door behind him with a grin on his face. Oh my fucking God. Santa Jr. was lying on an animal skin rug in front of a roaring fire. There was a huge Christmas tree by the picture window, covered in hundreds of tiny, bright white twinkling lights, and the smell of pine and cedar filled the air from fresh greens on the fireplace and a fresh wreath on the wall above it. And he was hotter than any guy she had ever seen in her entire life. 
He was blonde, blue-eyed, tanned and toned, muscles glistening in the light of the fire in the dim room. Oh man, that girl is on fire. Welcome to Christmas land, Chrissy. I'm Santa Jr. Why don't you come on down here and get comfortable so we can get better acquainted, he said, with a killer smile that made her weak in the knees. She slowly unbuttoned her red and white ankle-length ring coat, and as she was and all she was wearing underneath was a pair of black leather thigh-high dominatrix boots and the same itsy-bitsy little Santa suit bikini she wore in the photograph attached to her resume. Oh, holy shit, he said. Oh, I'm sorry, but you're just so hot. Okay, Adam Levine. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a girl hotter than you, Chrissy, he said, totally smitten already, feeling the blood rushing from his head into his cock and at the, at the sight of her ample assets in the flesh. Her tits were big, round, and real. None of those fake tits you see so much these days. No, these were real tits. Perky, but fleshy, just the way they should be. He could see the hardness of her nipples through the thin fabric of her bikini bra, and he couldn't wait to get his hands on them. He knew that she wanted him just as he wanted her. Why else would she turn up for my job looking like a festive stripper? She definitely wanted some sausage for dinner. <laughs> read that let me say that again she definitely wanted some santa sausage for dinner <laughs> that's what the actual line is let's dot 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 bush Santa Jr. she said with a grin we both know what I'm here for and we both know what you want you saw my photo and you wanted me right away didn't you that's why you offered me the job without an interview isn't it I really think of it as her kind of like doing that dominatrix negging love it um <laughs> yes and yes there's no point in lying I know what I want and I usually get it he said flashing that devastating smile again and let's not waste any more time junior <laughs> <laughs> and then they fuck. They fuck. <laughs> and oh, she damn. gobbles up that Santa sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you say no, but it's yes. Um, I know it's very upsetting, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> But that's what <laughs> oh, happened, no. Renee. That's what happened. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, indeed. Um, Why? <laughs> exactly. I have all of the same questions. All of the same questions. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, North Pole Nights 2. <laughs> Hot oh, for Santa. Boy. And that was my last... A Ravage Love Read for 2022, Renee. Yay! Yay! So that's a wrap. That's season four. That's a wrap on season four, bud. Whoa. It was a journey. Mm-hmm. And we what was your favorite thing you read this year? Ooh. That's a great question. I'd have to think about that. What about you? What was your favorite read this year? Oh. Well, where do I start? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I no. I 
really liked um, my gargoyle book. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to say that one. Um, Lillian Lark. I'm coming for you. I'm going to read more of you in season five, bitch. Yeah. That's a, that's a friendly bitch from one bitch. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not derogatory. Uh, we, we've reclaimed it, Lillian. So don't. Don't even stress about it. I'm sorry if I. I'm sorry if I offended you. Um, I just, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Of your big work. fan. Um, I think this season is when I read another um, bromance. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. did quite enjoy um, the continuation of the bromance. I cannot even tell you how many people I, like, for whatever reason, that's the book that, you know, we post all of our books in the podcast, but that's the collection that people seem to have like gravitated towards. So I've had so many people tell me that they picked up the series and then read them all. And in fact, I have one friend whose husband is now obsessed with it and he's read them all. Yeah. So I kind of love it. I think it has a special place in my heart for that because it just seems to be the book that, um, yeah, just like the most amount of people have been like, Oh my God, I read it and I loved it so much. Uh, I will say it was not my favorite, but I'm really proud of us for reading the Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty books. I'm proud of oh, us for having survived it. I think it was it was a lot. We are survivors. So. Um we're so brave. Uh oh my god, you're so brave. Uh I also yeah. Yeah, I I I read um yeah, I read a lot of queer stuff this year, which was nice and just like really cute queer stuff, which I enjoy. Um so yeah, I feel like I read some good stuff. It just it clearly is not I think I read this is what I would say. I think my conclusion for this year is I was delightfully surprised with things. So for example, the Prime Minister book, I picked it up Prime Minister by Ainsley Booth and Sadie Heller picked it up thinking, oh, this is just going to be like a cheesy, like take on Fifty Shades or whatever about Justin Trudeau, thinly veiled. And it was thinly veiled about Justin Trudeau, but like (laughs) very well written, great characters, realistic for, you know, the limited world I know about politics and like real spicy and really entertaining. Like I, crushed that book and it was like a couple hundred pages so i think it was stuff like that this year where it was like i picked something up just being like oh this is like one of the halloween ones that we read about like a woman who works at a haunted house and i just thought like the cover was really kind of cheesy and i just thought like oh gosh here's another like it's just going to be one of those and it was so good and like nuanced um yeah but i think just outright book i probably enjoyed the most this year would be the rose by Tiffany Rice, which is when we did our fantasy week. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was the woman who, yeah, it was like you drink this chalice from like Greek mythology and it brings you back. Um, it was good. It was really good. So, yeah, a good melange. Uh, nice. Looking forward to uh, next season where, oh, we're coming back, folks. You think we're done with, you're not done with us. We're sticking it out. No, We got to do this. And we're going to be coming back when, Renee? When? Valentine's Day 2023. Valentine's Day. Obviously, we had to come back for Valentine's Day. I mean, come on now. Um, Obviously. Like, what are we? Animals? Come on now. 
Um, so we're going to join you all again on uh, Valentine's Day, folks. And as always... I want to find a book where a woman just gets fucking railed by a big, bloody, meaty heart. Whoa! Okay! But I hope I can find. Like, if not... Maybe like a shifter. Or maybe like... A monster. I don't know. But, you know, my monster intake was up dramatically oh my this God. year. Yes, it was. And, you know, we I read a lot about monsters and books written by monsters. The eye. Um, and uh, I regret nothing. Yeah, I mean... You love a you love a zany book. I'm probably going to continue in season five to do my more sort of very love a historical romance, love a queer story. Um, but looking forward to coming up with more zany themes. So again, we're taking a break and then we're going to be coming back with our next season. In the meantime, though, please slide into yield DMs on Instagram and tell us if there's any themes that either you love that we do or themes that we haven't done that you want us to do so that we can start compiling our list for the next season because yeah we want to hear from you what are the themes that you were like loved so much or like love to hate or maybe you're like why haven't they done carpenters i don't know whatever like thing that you're into (laughs) if we do carpenters i need to read a story by joseph that's just it's just a thing i'm staking a claim on that right now but yeah please Slide into our DMs on Instagram and tell us the themes that you love or that you are thinking of, or maybe an author that you love that we should listen, like that we should get. If you are an author, right? We love that. Yeah. Reach out. If you're an author, we will read your book and then we will have you on our show, our two bit operation (laughs) with excellent, excellent production value. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Come join us. You want to be a guest? Let me know. Yeah. I will organize it. You want to read some fanfic with me? We'll do it. I'll call my brother. (laughs) There's nothing we can't do is really what we're trying to say. Yeah. This is, this train wreck is all our doing. Yeah. Um, But the production value is as good as it is because of Joshua. So thank you, Joshua. Oh my God. Joshua for life. As always. As always. Absolutely. And we will see you all again in February 2023, friends. Woo! Joyeux Noël, Julie. Bonne année. Bonne année, René. I love you. I love you <laughs> so much. And this is always such a hoot. And I can't wait to get back on the saddle in February where we find some extremely unhinged, <laughs> fucked up romance to read and entertain right, the masses. All right. Calm down, you little slut. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Little elf slut. They called yeah, they called yeah. her an, an elf whore at one point, and I left. So, <laughs> I mean, she could not end elves, but whatever. No, they were referring to the one who fucked an elf and got pregnant. To be clear. Oh right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do what you love. You never work a day in your life. <laughs> Do you want to sing us out <sighs> for the last time? <clears throat> ravage love, ravage love. Bye. Bye. The show is created by Kevin McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. 
connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. I to know what song you're singing. Oh, jeez. Sorry, I fucked it up. I'm sorry. I just wanted to pay you a compliment. <laughs> sorry. I'm not singing a song this time, Julie. Oh. Okay, go. Merry Crisis. It's episode 34. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Happy Christmas.